Welcome to the Fangirls Library, where we don't shy away from all things nerdy and sexy. Hi, Michelle. Hey, Kristen. Hey, so we're back this week with the Fangirls Library, and we're talking vampire fanfic. Woohoo! But first, Michelle, have you watched anything fun? Um, I have not watched a lot uh, of television or anything this week because I don't know if you heard, but I went to a concert. I did hear you went to a concert. Yes. Yes. I what stole, concert? I stole your Trevor and <laughs> made him go to Wisconsin with me to see Greta Van Fleet. And I have been... Well, I don't think patiently is the right word, but I have been <laughs> waiting since we tried to see them back in March. Back in March, yeah. Yeah, and their guitar player got pneumonia. So um, that has been my obsession for <laughs> the last week, was finally getting to see Greta Van Fleet live. And uh, it was, for me, practically a religious experience. So. <laughs> Very, very happy, uh, happy with it. And um, thinking about maybe hitting up another show on this tour. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that, cool. That's been my obsession. So I guess I technically I've been rewatching my concert videos. Oh, yep. Yep. So, okay. yeah. <laughs> Only available in a select market, though. And that market would be my <laughs> cell phone. <laughs> What have you been watching? You've had some time off. Um, uh, yeah. Time alone this week. I did. I have a lot of time alone. Trevor was out of town and then with you. And um, I watched the new season of Virgin River, um, which is, you know, cheesy but fun. Uh, what else have I watched? Oh, um, I've watched a lot of reality TV <laughs> because <laughs> Trevor's been gone. And yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of reality tv too much reality tv probably i mean um, whether they want to admit it or not everybody has gotten sucked in at some point to real housewives of somewhere i mean so, you know i i stay up to date on my real housewives of beverly hills but as, on, as one must on prime day you could get discovery plus for free for six months so um i dove back into which i haven't watched in years um Little People, Big World, oh, Sister wow. Wives, and Welcome to Plathville. Oh, my gosh. And I am, like, basically on all of them up to, like, COVID starting. <laughs> I watched some of this last season of Sister Wives, and you are in for a treat. Well, and I follow a few of the Sister Wives, mainly, like, some of the kids on social media, because, you know, why not? So, I mean, like, I know a few things going on, but... Yeah. I don't know what it is. They're like, they're addicting. And I don't like Cody. I think the sister wives are cool for the most well, part. The whole situation to me is just, it's like a train wreck. You you it, cannot look away. Oh, yeah, it's a total train wreck. And I mean, and we've talked about this before. Like I can see the community aspect of having sister wives. Like when it comes to raising kids, like I can see that whole village community positive side of it but like if you had yeah. to have cody to have that mm -mm. <laughs> no mm -mm. 
I will make my community of like-minded women. Thank you very much. (laughs) So, so yeah, I think that's been, oh, and then Trevor and I did start part two of the Walking Dead final season. So we had watched part one, the end of last year. Mm -hmm. We did not start back with part two in February, but we picked it back up of, we're only a couple episodes into it, but um, I'm kind of intrigued by the previews of the Maggie Negan spinoff that came out of Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. So I figured I've invested this much time in The Walking Dead. I will finish it and then maybe check out the Maggie Negan spinoff. I'm going to have to come back to The Walking Dead, aren't I? I, I mean, stopped, I stopped watching not long after Rick left because... Oh, there's some, I mean... We used to watch it on like one and a half speed because they would talk so slow. Yeah, everything just took forever. And I so was like, we, we would speed it up when we watched it there for a while. I got to a point where I was like, I don't care about any of these people anymore. Yeah. And I, I'll have, to, I'm going to, I'm going to have to give it another try. Yeah. I have, I have seen some hints on who is coming back. Yeah. Yeah. For the end. So, yes. Yeah. No, I don't and I mean, spoil anything no, for no. And it's, yeah. And I'm, I'm intrigued by some of the things they're talking about doing. I've never watched any of the spinoffs to that. I watched the first season of Fear of the Walking Dead. Wasn't really into it. Um, Same. But I, I, yeah, I, like I stopped watching Fear of the Walking Dead because I got to the end of the season and I realized I didn't care if any of these fuckers got bit by zombies and died. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Far, no. sorry for the language. But yeah, I was like, I don't and care I'm kind if any of, of these people live or die. And I'm kind of with that right now with The Walking Dead. And also, we were watching the first episode of the part two of the final season. And I'm like, well, I know Maggie and Negan aren't going to die in this situation because they got a spinoff happening. <laughs> like, I know they're going to live. Why is there all this tense, like, stuff going on? They're okay. Dang it, Comic Con <laughs> spoilers. I know who makes it out of the series alive. <laughs> At least these two. Yeah. So. <laughs> but no yeah. i mean it's i maybe I've, I've had a little bit of distance with the show so i'm like well it's it's okay i don't there's certain people i don't care about i mean i want judith to win judith can like bring back every like you know restart america well i got that even just with a few episodes where i saw yeah. the you know the fast forward and the mm-hmm. older judith i was like Woo-hoo. yeah finally so. somebody that's worth rooting for anyway yeah so that's that's about it you know a little bit of tv and a whole lot of working nice same (laughs) same and a little bit of reading yes yes we we dove into so you know we brought you week one of vampire history and then week two of feminism and vampires and for week three, we're going to dive into um, my my bread and butter that I'm bringing Michelle along with on fanfic. Woohoo! And we're going to talk X-Files fanfic. Shocking, I know, to anyone <laughs> that knows me. Um, and we're diving into Donnie Lee's A Vampire's Tale. Um, Can I make a confession? Yeah. Was this your first fanfic? This was my first fanfic. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know, but this, yep, this was so much, there's so much greatness out there. This was my, this was my first one. 
you know, I'm I, rather positive. It's not my last. <laughs> I mean, um, next time I see you, I do have some books, like actual books of fanfic that have been printed um, that I could give you because you have to have your favorites on your bookshelf. Uh, naturally. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to buy another bookshelf, aren't I? Oh yeah. No. And um, I, I know our bookshelves are very much the same and I, I already have small piles of books on the insides of end tables that I use well, as bookshelf space. <laughs> and bless um, Rachel from Audio Fanfic Podcast, who has made a whole Google Drive of pre-formatted fanfics that you can plug into and make books with and have them printed. Complete with cover Rachel's art. Contact information <laughs> when we're done today. <laughs> Complete with cover art as well. Yes. Yes. Um, so I was telling Michelle a little bit before we started recording about Donnie Lee and that she's one of the original fanfic authors. Um, a lot of her work was on Gossamer, which is one of the original fanfic sites for X-Files. And Donnie Lee did a lot of um very adult theme topics. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't and, know why I said that. And I mean, <laughs> and she dove into some dark topics. Um, I know. Over um, when we were covering, um, we did feminism and fanfic chat on AFP, and we talked about Donnie Lee and her, um, the fic where um, Scully is raped and has to deal with the trauma from her rape. Heavy. Yeah. Yeah. But this one is not quite that heavy. Um, This one deals with sexy vampires and sexy FBI agents and, and killing bad guys. Yes. So as your first fanfic, I, I need to know what you thought. I, okay. So I, there's a lot of fanfic if that's mm-hmm. a word yes. that I love, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We already know, I, I think I have clearly established my love for the vampire <laughs> uh, in our, our last two conversations. And uh, I am also a tad obsessed with the X-Files. Kristen and I both sport X-Files tattoos Mm -hmm. and she can see the wall behind me is filled with (laughs) X-Files paraphernalia. This is mine. Yes. So bringing those two things together was very exciting for me. Um, And having, uh, you know, new characters. Mm -hmm. That were vampires, and then seeing the transformation of some familiar characters into vampires, it was like worlds colliding for me. (laughs) I was like, I was here for it. (laughs) It was. That that is one thing when we do our um, fanfic talks on over audio fanfic podcast, we always talk about the original characters. And sometimes you have really good original characters, and sometimes you have eh, original characters. Did you like the original character of yes. um, Gareth? Oh, Gareth or uh, Gareth? Yes, yes. I, Gareth. I did. I thought he was fascinating. Um, I actually thought he was really well rounded, mm-hmm. well developed. Um, like he, I loved at the beginning 
Um, one of the things I wrote in my notes was that I love that brief world history through his eyes, mm-hmm. sort of establishing, you know, his age mm-hmm. because I, you know, what he had, he had at the the time of the story had been around for, you know, 3,500 years, mm-hmm. give or take a century. <laughs> um, but I, I liked having that especially at the beginning of the story, talking about how, you know, he was born in Egypt and the, <clears throat> the things that he saw as he mm-hmm, has mm-hmm. kind of gone through his vampire life, because I think it, for the character, it established credibility for him. Mm-hmm. But I also think for the author, it established some credibility because I was like, oh, there, this is somebody who has thought about you know, the context of the story and thought about the, you know, the backgrounds mm-hmm, for the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I like, I bought into Gareth right away. And I mean, no small undertaking to write something of that length. I mean, I had a fanfic yeah. exchange due last weekend that was only a thousand words and that took me a while to write. Um. Well, and to center the story, I mean, you know, Mulder and Scully, are key elements of the yes, story, but yes. without Gareth, the story, oh, n- none of it happens. So yeah, it really no. centers around him. And I it think- does. It does. It felt to me it came from more of the original characters POV than Mulder yeah. and Scully. Yeah, they were just they just became part of of that world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I liked how it started with that he was killing bad people mm-hmm. like he was going after criminals and taking them down yeah i wrote this one kills the evil doer yes yeah yes uh, oh god did you why one of the things that struck me as i was reading all all six parts of this <laughs> and and i know that because i'm such a huge Anne rice fan i tend to read anything mm-hmm. about vampires through that lens. But I saw a lot of similarities in some of that language. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, she references, you know, a lot of her vampires, you know, we, we, we kill the evil doer. Um, other phrases, calling it the little drink, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, you know, drinking the blood, but not drinking so much that we're killing the human. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. way we can, you know, we can partake, we can get what we need, but we don't have to, we don't have to kill anybody. Um, and a lot of other similarities. I'm sure we'll touch on some of the other ones, but. Um, and I, I actually thought of that reading this. I was like, I, it is one of those situations where I wish the, wish the author was still in the community where I could ask, you know. Yes. Did, did you read Aunt Rice? Is that yeah. where you got the <laughs> idea from? Because, I mean, there's entire possibility timeline of this could have been roughly the same time as interview the movie coming out Mm -hmm. well and she was in her heyday of Mm -hmm, writing mm -hmm. the vampire chronicles at Mm -hmm. the time um you know and even just the the egypt Mm tie-in there was a lot more in this story which i really appreciated because i it's just fascinating to me but even the idea that um what was her name oh uh, uh yes Zambrosia. Zambrosia, yeah. Zambrosia. Um, Zambrosia. 
Zimbrosia. Zimbrosia. Reminds me of Akasha mm. in the Vampire Chronicles. Mm-hmm. And she was, you know, um, they who must be kept mm-hmm. and was known as like, that's the main character in the Queen of the Damned. She was the vampire queen mm-hmm. and Zimbrosia, same thing. Um, so that, you know, that kind of similarity, I mean, just is something I picked up on right away, but was kind of exciting because it was familiar yet different enough mm-hmm. that it, you know, it, it still made for a unique story. Well, what it, so as the story starts, um, Crycheck ends up getting turned and ends up being the lover of Gareth. And I found it interesting and I don't know enough about vampire books, but that Crycheck's powers sped up because he drank out of one of the originals, mm-hmm. essentially. Is that something in other vampire books? Yeah. And that that actually plays a huge part in Anne Rice's books. But yeah, okay. that is that is common that as vampires in her world, mm-hmm. as vampires age, they're they get stronger. Okay. And their blood becomes more mm-hmm. powerful. <laughs> and in you know, for some, it's you know we don't we don't make new vampires when mm-hmm. we're old because they become you know they're so powerful at the beginning of their life, if you mm-hmm. will, as a mm-hmm. vampire that sometimes that's that's dangerous. But okay, um, yeah, like you know, like we saw Gareth developed his strength because he was around for mm-hmm. you know thirty five hundred yeah. years. Yeah, Krychek developed his strength because he had Gareth's blood. So everything was that much faster for mm-hmm. him. Interesting. It's like vampire steroids. <laughs> <laughs> I also um, was fascinated with, and this is the first time I think that I had read that, um, like there's a regeneration. Mm-hmm. You know, usually it's, you know, it, whatever time you you're turned you become the most like the perfect version of who you are at that time mm-hmm. but crycheck like went all like salabander and regenerated his arm yeah yeah and that's the like i'd never encountered that before you know usually it was um you know like if you have a you know a scar mm-hmm. that scar is like is still there, but becomes less prevalent as you age. But I'd never read. Well, and I'm trying, I'm trying to remember because I read it. It's been a bit since I read it. Um, didn't somehow the vampire blood make Scully fertile again too? Something like there was that tiny little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. when Gareth was like, oh, she's ovulating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. So that's one way, you know, we'll fix Scully's infertility with um vampire blood. Vampire blood. Yay. <laughs> well, and even like the the process of turning. Mm-hmm. Here I thought it was interesting that it was like much lengthier process. Yes. Yes. Than any story that I've read. Mm-hmm. You know, normally it's, you know, a few hours. Like everything happens very quickly. But that, you know, this was one to two weeks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, things like 
the you know the vampire becomes a literal bigger better version yes right you know mm-hmm. and i was like ooh <laughs> i could be a little taller <laughs> <laughs> i could not need that step stool that would be great well and the fact that gareth infiltrated the fbi too to yeah to gain access yeah and he was almost protecting Mulder and scully well, and like that, I loved how it opened mm-hmm. with, you know, because at first I was like, who is this? Mm-hmm. But like, and I'm thinking that it's somebody that we know from the X-Files yeah. and it, my my brain just wasn't even considering that it was somebody different. But one of the first things that I wrote down was, yeah, I mean, it's common that in other vampire stories that a vampire will like, will watch. Mm-hmm humans um and often will watch the humans that they want to turn and like make into their companion mm-hmm. Lestat did it with Louis mm-hmm. um I think Gareth did the very similar thing with Crycheck, but also watching humans because there's something about you know they find a human or they find some humans that they they just have a love for mm-hmm. and Right away, I loved how Gareth was acknowledging the love that Mulder and Scully had that mm-hmm. at the time, n- n- both of them absolutely refused <laughs> to admit. And I was like, because even the vampire <laughs> sees it. Come on. Platonic my rear end, Chris Carter. <laughs> But I, you know, it was kind of like seeing that, you know, again, it's that obsession mm-hmm. where like, you know, there's something about that relationship that he latched onto. And I don't, you know, I don't know. Did he, did he witness that before he joined the FBI and that's what brought him in? Or did he come into the FBI for a different reason and then sort of saw it? I, it made me feel like he somehow found out about the syndicate. And wanted to take them down. And, and maybe the syndicate discovered Mulder and the X-Files. Yeah, yep. That, I mean, that's the feeling I got. I mean, it's not directly said one way or the other. Yeah. Well, and he did have those connections with the old, what do they call it? The old consortium? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which was yep. strange because every time I read consortium, I thought syndicate. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yep, yep. <laughs> um. So what else did you think about it? (laughs) This is a very small thing. Okay. Um, But I wrote it down and I put like four exclamation points behind it and a heart next to it. (laughs) (laughs) Because sometimes those little things will just jump out at you. But I love when Gareth was like, Fox was Bill's son. And as a matter of fact, so was Jeffrey. I, yes. li- I did. No, I that stopped. made me laugh. I stopped. I looked at my screen. I was like, ha ha. Yeah. No, that, <laughs> that made me laugh. Um, <laughs> I need I mean, that to be canon. <laughs> and I mean, we, we should touch a little bit on, you know, the sex. Was there sex in this story? I mean, just a little bit. Oh yeah. Just I think there bit. was. There um, was a bit. There was a bit. I mean, Donnie Lee is very well known for. I always say her. I think it's a her. Um, maybe I should say their, their sex scenes. Um, 
I love the disclaimers at the beginning of each <laughs> oh, chapter yes. uh-huh. that said mm-hmm. um, vampire sex is that I, like a 12 inch penis doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I mean, in full disclaimer, there is obviously vampire sex, there's heterosexual sex, there's gay sex. It's, it's a plethora of sex, whatever sex, you want. Sex, sex. It's in it. Um, but I did, I mean, I, and we talked a little bit before about, it does, when you're, especially when you're reading it in one setting, which I'm assuming these didn't originally come out as one right. big lump, the, the sex, while good, does get to be a little bit much. <laughs> I think it was in the fifth, the fifth one. I, like, I hit a point where I was like, God, again? <laughs> like, a bunch of horn dogs, these vampires. <laughs> which, I mean, and that's another thing with vampires i mean like you look at true blood and they were all you know horned up all the time yeah all the time i mean and i you know i it's caught like again a common thing in in vampire literature and this wasn't any different the like equating the taking of blood or partaking of blood Mm -hmm. with sex yeah and she they takes it even further than I've seen. And it wasn't just the, you know, I'm sucking the blood out of your neck and that becomes like a, you know, a sexual encounter, but, you know, also having for the male vampires that there is vampiric blood in their semen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that, um, who was the character that late in the story that, that Skinner turned oh. because he had oh, his mm-hmm. secretary. Yes, yes, yep. Mm-hmm. Turned his secretary because he had sex with her too many times. Unprotected. Se- See, kids, <laughs> unprotected sex leads to vampirism. And I had forgotten about that part. Like, I've I've read this before. I think, I mean, I read it probably close back to when it was originally released, if not shortly thereafter. Um, I'm a, I'm a long-term fanfic reader. I, I've got a lot of catching up to do, in other you words. You do, you do. There's so much out there. Um, I can give you a list at some point. <laughs> uh, but I had forgotten about the Skinner secretary part in the fic. And I mean, it's almost like, it's like there's the overarching storyline of killing the bad people. Mm-hmm. But then there's almost the um, soap opera storyline to it. In some ways, yeah. not in a bad way. I don't mean that like as a negative at all, but just the the day to day storyline. Yeah, I mean, and there was there were a lot of storylines. Yes. You had the mm-hmm. you know Gareth and the uh, um, Zimbrosia. Why can't mm-hmm. I remember mm-hmm. her name? I wanted to say Akasha. Yes, different story. <laughs> Um, you had the Gareth and Zambrosia mm-hmm. conflict, and then you know the the Gareth and the other vampires mm-hmm. in Egypt conflict, mm-hmm. and then you have the you know Mulder and Scully and how they fit into the story, yes. and then Scully getting pregnant, mm-hmm. and you know MSR becoming Mister and Mrs. MSR. <laughs> And then you have the whole story with Skinner and the nanotechnology and mm-hmm. that's cured with, 
you know, the taking out of his blood and then the aliens show up and the bounty hunters. And I like for, there was a time where I was like, I am kind of struggling <laughs> to keep it all. Yes. To yes. Keep it all together. And with the bounty hunters wanting to test the child. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I did like, I liked how the X-Files storyline fit into the vampire world. Like yes. you took the mythology storyline and wove it in there, but it did get to be a lot going on at one yeah. time. And I remember thinking to myself, I don't know how you all have to stop having sex so that this story <laughs> can resolve. <laughs> Like no more and then they had sex. I need to know how all of this kind of, you know, comes mm -hmm. to an ending place. I mm -hmm. mean, it was it's the X-Files. I don't expect everything to resolve, you know, yeah, yeah, completely because there's always the mm -hmm. you know, the future element. I mean, we don't know one of these vampires could go rogue in the mm -hmm. future and mm -hmm. you know, things get crazy, but yeah, I hit like the the fourth and fifth, not series, but the fourth Chap and fifth chapters. Chapter or yeah, I mean it. Yeah, I was like, there's a lot for me to to follow. Mm -hmm. Um, I, <laughs> but she did bring it all back. She you know, did I, at at the end. Mm -hmm. Like it was like, okay, trust the process, Michelle. Mm -hmm. She's created all of this, you know, and I, like, I was really impressed with, and I, like, I would love to ask, you know, not just the influence behind, you know, what, like, what was the influence, mm -hmm. but what kind of research did they do from a historical perspective? Because mm -hmm. there's a lot of historical facts being thrown out. There's mm -hmm. a lot of um, I, you know, like I, I talked about that world history at the beginning, but there's a lot of things about Egypt mm -hmm. and the Egyptian language and things that, you know, on a side note, just were, were fascinating to me and not the type of knowledge that most people just sort of randomly oh. carrying around in their head. And I mean, it's, it's always fascinating to me, especially, um, historic AUs as they call them. Um, the research people do, and I mean, I will say it over and over again that I think fanfic writers get a bad rep because they are some of the most talented people out there, especially yeah. when you consider, I mean, doing it for just the love of writing, right. but the research that goes into some of these stories is just, it's fascinating. And yeah. I, I don't, hats off to all of you. I don't know where you find the time. <laughs> To yeah. do it. That was like that was super impressive as mm -hmm. I was reading this. Um I also I thought um one of the things that I thought was really interesting was when they were talking about so when they brought the alien story in. Mm -hmm. I thought, whoa, how about foreshadowing some real life? <laughs> and they said the plan was like they had created right the right antibody mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so they were going to pretend to discover a virus that affects the world <laughs> and everyone will need to be vaccinated and mm -hmm. everyone will be scrambling for the vaccine 
And as I was reading that, I was like, um, I mean, I know this was pre-COVID, but <laughs> are we, are we living a fanfic episode in I part mean, right now? I, yes, we are living a fanfic X-File right now <laughs> with our world. I Well, considering, you know. How, how what some people think is in in our vaccines yes probably they're like yes that's what i've been trying to tell you <laughs> um but uh, you know that was just reading it through the lens of you know we're now 25 years you know th- what mm-hmm. she's she wrote this takes place somewhere you know around season seven so we yeah. are roughly you know little not quite 25 yep. 25 years out we're so yeah, roughly. we're not quite, we're roughly yep. 25 years out and reading some of this struck me how relevant the story is still mm-hmm. to this day mm-hmm. and also how prophetic it was. Yeah. You know, uh, because we're seeing some of this playing out in our real life. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Just, I don't think it's with vampires and bounty hunters. <laughs> I mean, not that we know of, but, you know, maybe. <laughs> but you look at the amount of work Gareth did to infiltrate mm-hmm. the FBI and hide. Yes. Yeah. I don't know that I would notice <laughs> in my peon little corporate job. <laughs> you know, if somebody I was working with just happened to be a 2,000-year-old vampire. I mean, I do love how, like... I like at the end where they restate everyone's height and how tall everyone was. <laughs> I have to and admit. How beautiful everyone was. <laughs> I, every time they talked about Gareth being six foot eight, uh-huh. I thought of my brother-in-law and I didn't, I don't particularly want to think of my brother-in-law during a lot of parts of this story. <laughs> However, I would think of him in context because He's tall. Nate is six foot eight. And I was like, yeah. he is. Yeah. Well, that's like, true. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And well, even some of the, you know, like, I don't do this because I, I stand out. I don't like to be out in public. Like, even just some of those things, that's not made up. Nate mm-hmm. doesn't like to go to concerts mm-hmm. because he knows that when he stands, nobody can see around him. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I don't like it. I, so I, I will avoid some of those situations because I know I stick out like a sore thumb. Mm-hmm. Um, but just those little, <laughs> you know, I mean, I chuckled because I thought, oh, you know, Nate says the same thing, but it was those little mm-hmm. drops of realism yeah. throughout the story. And, you and- know, I think, yeah both for X-Files and for vampires, like those are the things that make those stories, I think, mm-hmm. so interesting and so powerful is you can you can sit back and go, you know, no, no, no. Well, wait. <laughs> and then there's that one thing that you're like, well, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. And then, you know, now you're, now you're down the rabbit hole <laughs> and there's no coming back. And I, I've talked to writers before, especially focusing on Mulder and Scully and just how they're such well-developed characters that you can almost pick them up and plop them anywhere, anytime, yeah. any place, any situation. 
and they just work. I mean, you know, you want to, you want to go into some historic AU. There's a great, the mountain man um, by AKA Jake, where Mulder is like basically like Sully from Dr. Quinn medicine woman. And Scully is like Jane Seymour. I mean, Quinn medicine woman. (laughs) It works. It, uh, yeah, it works. I love that um, Gareth was a shipper. Yes. Like I talked yes. about it at the beginning, but I, like I wrote Gareth. down, a, I wrote down a quote um, because I thought, <laughs> I don't know that. Um, I mean, so like I, I've known Trevor for longer than the X-Files has been in existence. <laughs> we, we had this conversation actually mm-hmm, while mm-hmm. we were in Green Bay. I met him before the X-Files premiered. So my relationship with Trevor is older than my relationship with the (laughs) X-Files. And he would tease me a lot when I was like, oh my God, they just have to get together. They have to get together. I could never, (laughs) I, I just could never articulate why. And Gareth said this in the story. If you asked me why it is so important to me that they come together, I'm not sure I could tell you. And I thought, he gets it. Yeah, he gets like, it. I can't I can't tell you why it is so important, mm-hmm. but it is. And you just have to accept that it is. Yes. Yeah. No. Very it was very, very important. And I did not fully get everything I wanted out of being on screen, which is why I have fanfic. Because in the fanfic world, they are happy. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. They are happy. They are married. They're just together. They, I mean, although I do, I do enjoy a, you know, an angsty Mulder, other Scully, other fic, as long as they get together in the end, but that whole like other aspect. I don't think them being together would make Mulder any less angsty. I think he would just have someone who could be, you know, there, there. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, he, he, he wouldn't be angsty and alone on his couch in his sad, dark little apartment. (laughs) So do you have any, um, more final thoughts on it? I am looking through my notes. Oh, you know, yes. I spent a lot of the story not sure mm-hmm. if I liked the cry check that was more tender and vulnerable oh. than I expected. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. that was, v- and not because of how he was written, mm-hmm. but because of what I had mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. decided his character, like, you know, his, his personal character was. And I'm not going to lie, in the series, Mm -hmm. when he died, I was like, yes, (laughs) you go Skinner. (laughs) You know, because he just was kind of a garbage person. He was rat boy. He was, but he was so much more vulnerable and tender in this story, even Mm -hmm. despite the fact that he became a vampire of immeasurable strength. Yes. And it took me a long time in the story to be Mm -hmm. like, okay, like he, he really is. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was hard. He, 
he reminded me in that aspect a lot of Louis in mm. the Vampire mm-hmm. Chronicles. Okay. Um, because Louis is the one that has that relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was a was a lot like that. Um no, that that's actually a really good point. Yeah. Um it took me a and, while to like to trust him, but we so I mean Mulder did the same thing. Yeah. You know? No, and and that's totally fair. And I always in my own head canon, so to speak, have felt like Crycheck was very I mean, not that he wasn't horrible and did very bad things. But I always felt like he was kind of misunderstood in some ways. Well, and she kind of explained it where yeah. he was yeah. like, I didn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. when he talked about, you know, when when like Mulder got mad and was like, You killed my dad. Mm-hmm. And he was like, dead anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was the first time that I thought about it from a different angle. Like it made me think about you know, what was Krychek's position Mm -hmm. in the syndicate? And, you know, yeah, he was the heavy, but like, we didn't have any of that, that backstory. It just seemed like he was the heavy and he enjoyed doing it. And and that's the spinoff we should have gotten. Not that I didn't, don't love the lone gunman. No offense, not totally a fan of their spinoff. Ill-timed spinoff. Ill-timed spinoff. But the spinoff of like, Rycheck's story would have been really interesting, I think. And like the syndicate storyline, like outside of the X-Files, because it had, I mean, it definitely was bigger than the X-Files. And, you know, it could, that could always still happen. Yeah. Intent. Intent. Chris, you could (laughs) redeem yourself. You want to do something with the show still. Maybe, maybe Nick Lee needs his own spinoff. I mean, just a thought. You know, I'd watch it. He's still I, sexy. I refuse to believe that Skinner is dead. So, or, I you know, or Reyes or Reyes. I don't care. Yeah, this is the this is the X Files. Yeah, we saw the Cancer Man <laughs> get blown up. I and mean, yet he came back. Mulder was so. buried. <laughs> <laughs> and and Scully was pregnant for a year, but I digress. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's the X-Files. Anything can happen. Um and I also would like to point out that there is a lot more vampire fic out there for you. There's Buffy fanfic, which there's some really great Buffy fanfic. Um we've got some of it up on Audio Fanfic Podcast. There's some supernatural fanfic that dives into vampires. There's what we do in the shadows, um, vampire diaries. I mean, world of fanfic out there. But, because, you know, like we talked about in our first mm-hmm. episode, in our first episode, I vampires have been around for centuries, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. will remain around for centuries, and not just because they're immortal. <laughs> and, I'll be here all week, you know. <laughs> figured though we'd focus on the x-files with you know our love and the fact that the x-files did open the door to the digital age of fan fiction yes which paved the way for buffy and other fandoms to grow in that world 
all of those other fandoms that Mm -hmm. I adore Mm -hmm. stands on the shoulders of the X-Files. Yes. I contend often that Buffy and Supernatural and all of those things that I love would not be here. Yeah. No. Couldn't have happened without Mm -hmm. Mulder and Scully. So, yeah. So I give I give this uh, a solid seven and a half out of ten. Mm. Uh, recommend. Nice, nice. I was actually going to ask you because that's something we do over at Darkest Timeline is rank our stories, and I was going to ask you on a scale of one to ten. I mean, we rank them on the scale of one being the wasteland and ten being Heart's Desire, which means you need to read both of those so you understand why. I happen to have them both in book form. You may borrow them. Um, (laughs) I'm the only one in the group that likes Wasteland. (laughs) That's okay. Um, That's how, that's where our rankings lay is for scale wise. But um, yeah, no, I would go, I think I'd go maybe a seven. I'd go a seven. It's really well done. And the research is incredible. And Again, also hats off to the early stages of the internet and doing that kind of research too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like that's a great point. This yeah. is research that you couldn't just like wiki something yeah. no. and throw it into your story. Like, yeah, they cracked a book or two. They did. They did. They might have gone to a library. I know. Those like, are buildings where you can go that have books, <laughs> real books. <laughs> And they probably had a card catalog back then. (laughs) I know how to use one of those. (laughs) For all the kids. On a side note, fun fact, it only Mm -hmm. takes a thousand books to be considered a library. So I am, I'm working on that. (laughs) Nice. Nice. I think if we combined forces right now, we'd, we'd have, we'd have a library. We might. Probably pretty close to it. I need another bookshelf. Mine's full. I just need a, a room. <laughs> another room. <laughs> well, I think until next time, which we will be back with some horror next month. So we wrapped up our vampire series and we will be back in October where we dive into different aspects of horror and fiction and books and fanfic and movies and screenwriting and all sorts of fun stuff with some special guests that are going to join us to chat about that. And next week, Annie has a special episode for us, which I haven't even heard yet. So I'm excited to hear it. Awesome. All All kinds of good things coming up. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Good night. Good night. The Fangirls Library is part of the AFP Network. Music and artwork by Trevor Nelson. Mastering by Moving Air Studios. You can find us on Twitter at Fangirl Library. On Patreon at Fangirls Library. On Instagram at Fangirls Library Podcast. The Fangirls Library. <laughs>